This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Okay, so we started this show, Matt, by talking about weird affinities for players. Um, What a transition. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and. You know, a couple years ago, uh, or last year in particular, I think, a lot of folks... Oh, no, two years ago. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, people were definitely it, it very nicely saying you had a weird affinity uh, for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and you just got done with his profile. You, you posted to the site. Um, and, and a lot of the things that, you know, you believed after watching his rookie tape still hold true going, like, after year three now. 78 receptions, his first 1,000-yard season, 10-15 to be exact. Eight touchdowns, really good number. A 68.5% catch rate, which I think is pretty good, too, uh, given his role in this offense. Um, and, and I just thought, okay, and, you know, people saw it from, a, like, a raw statistical standpoint, but I just thought from, you know, the numbers that you posted here in reception perception, I thought he really took a step forward um, as a player and a route runner as well in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Brandon Ayuk on the podcast, and that was like a nice. You're you're right. That would have been a nice way for people to say it at the time. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> a bit of a weird affinity for Brandon Ayuk. It was probably more heated than that after like the first uh, six weeks yes. of the season when the guy was not yes. playing. And wasn't that the that was the first basically the first year after we launched the site? It's like great, we're gonna have to yep. close shop. <laughs> <laughs> People were so mad about Brandon Ayuk. Good God. All right. Yeah, because, you know, he was just in the doghouse and all that stuff. And I think, you know, we've learned about the whole doghouse thing. And, and, you know, basically, like, what I said to people going into last year was um, you need to take those, like, first eight weeks of the season and just, like, forget it ever happened, basically. And Mm -hmm. just, like, think of who Brandon Ayuk, like, the trajectory that he's on besides that point. What we've learned about that doghouse thing is, like, a lot of what Shanahan was – was riding Ayuk so hard about was like, he wanted him to tighten up the details, tighten up the fundamentals. Cause he believed he had incredibly high potential and, and he wasn't working to that level in the off season and practices and, or, or even running the routes at the exact right depth of the exact right uh, pace and tempo that the offense required, even if he was getting open, like he could be better than that. And I think reception perception would agree. Like he has that type of potential. I mean, his third season, it was so awesome. And, and I know like raw stats perspective, he's competing with Debo. He's competing with George Kittle, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Shanahan is, is so great at scheming guys up, right. You know, the yep. top, I call him one of the top schemers in the NFL Debo Samuel. He's got a, a very creative role for him. Uh, obviously what they can do with McCaffrey, what they've done with other receivers, but this offense still functions. I think personally at its best, when they have a true number one coverage dictating X receiver who beats man coverage at a high rate, who beats press coverage at a high rate and stresses the defense vertically. And baby Brandon Ayuk is that guy. Like he lined up outside on 81.3% of his sampled snaps. He was on the line for 83.9% of his sampled snaps. Like 
there's no, oh, let's scheme something up for Brandon Ayuk. Mostly what Brandon Ayuk does is go out, face top coverage on the outside, and win. And he wins, man. 79.3% success rate versus press. 77.1% success rate versus man coverage. Those are the 89th and 91st percentile in reception reception history. I mean, those are incredible indicators. It puts him in similar company to guys like AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin earlier in their career. Like he definitely belongs in that pantheon of wide receivers. Like to me, Brandon Ayuk is a number one receiver through and through. Um, I I think his situation right now is very similar to like Stefan Diggs in Minnesota Um, run heavy offense. We know he's a good player. I think everybody agrees Brandon Ayuk is good. Everybody agrees Stefan right. Diggs is good at that time. Uh, yep. But, like, he is definitely capable if the right circumstance ever arose, whether it was in San Francisco or whether it is elsewhere at some point because they can't make all the contracts work. I mean, he could definitely have, like, a, you know, what Diggs became in Buffalo. Like, he could definitely be that guy. That's how good Ayuk is. Like a perennial 1,400 dude where, you know, you're just totally. like, oh, okay, this guy's an absolute um, stud. Now, he just, from a raw statistical standpoint, just hasn't necessarily been that guy. There's such a heavy competition for targets there. It's run heavy, as you mentioned. I'm going to even mention George Kittle, right? Like, George right. Kittle is a guy that needs to get the ball, too, right? So, Debo Samuel is a guy that needs to get the football, too. Um, so, you just talked about this with Jamar Chase in that competition for targets. You know, is he ever going to post one of those 170 um, target seasons? Yeah, no. Brandon Ike certainly is not going to be that guy. Not so long as Shanahan is there and they've got a capable run game. Even if, I mean, thing is with Shanahan, anyone's a capable running back in that system. But yeah, like you got Shanahan there. They're going to run. They're so good at running too, by the way. Um, and Debo Samuel and George Kittle are there. It's like, when when the hell is Brandon Ayuk going to see 170? When's he going to see 150 targets? You know, I, it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? But um you know, Matt, when I look at this man's profile, by the way, you mentioned uh, the uh, 70, uh, 77% uh, success rate versus man. Um, that was the you know second highest man score uh, in 2022. Second highest only uh, to Justin Jefferson, higher than Jamar Chase. And, and again, I get it. You know, the whole nine route thing, we just got done talking about that. Fine, 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 fine. But, um, you know, Matt, in my opinion, I feel like the three most important routes uh, in football in, today, anyways, are are truly the post dig and slant. Uh, obviously, they're all in breaking routes, but these are routes that in today's NFL can potentially be cover two breakers, especially the post and the dig. Um, and those three routes for Brandon Ayuk, the post, the dig, and the slant. This man was absolutely special, and mm-hmm. you could not defend this man on those three routes. Yeah, and uh, uh, the curl route's definitely not as important as it once was uh, when their team was running more man coverage because it's more of a man-beating route, what we just talked about with Jamar Chase and, like, the deception stuff. And, and yeah, those those cover two beating routes, uh, two deep safety, stuff like that. Like, I think every receiver I talk to, and especially guys under 25, they all say they want to play out of the slot more, and they all say, like, I remember talking about this with Garrett Wilson, like, he's like, all I want to do is run, you know, basically out of the slot and run deep posts, like bang between two safeties, which is because that's exactly. where the modern NFL defense is at this point. Yeah. Those routes are incredibly good indicators for Ayuk, And it's, I think really where the development has come from. Cause, um, you don't have college reception perception data for Brandon Ayuk Cause that was during my like two year gap of charting prospects, but kind of the book on, um, 
on Ayuk coming out of school is he was like a raw route runner and he wasn't really technically refined. He was, you know, a guy that could feast on off man coverage and stuff like that. But a lot of it was like working to the sideline, working down the field. Those like his best big plays. And like, he was probably, maybe he was going to be like a designed after catch type, like kind of like a Kadarius Tony type, honestly, is, is what he was sort of billed as the fact that he's developed into one of the premier route runners on slants and digs and posts. Like, yeah, that's why we're taught. That's why I've got a weird affinity for, for Brandon. Ayuk, <laughs> and that's why the 49ers coaching staff pushes him so hard. Cause he has the potential yeah. to be truly like legitimately special on the most important routes in the NFL right now. And yeah, I mean, that's like, it's why I'm just so high on this player. And I, again, I know, he might be frustrating for, for dynasty and stuff like that. And how, how high can you rank him in fantasy? Cause of the situation he's in, but man, like the whole goal of uh, reception perception is isolating players from the surroundings. And really when you isolate him, he's just such a good player, such a good receiver. I, whenever I do come out with those uh, NFL receiver rankings, like I, I think Brandon Ayuk's better receiver than like T Higgins. I think Brandon Ayuk is a better receiver than a lot of guys that people would think are, um, like the, I don't, I don't even know. Like I'd have to sit here and think. Like who, who can I really hot take this thing about? But uh, yeah, I think Brandon Ayuk is like a friend. He's at least a top fifteen receiver in the NFL right now, based purely on ability. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So Brandon Ayuk, uh, when we're talking about the post dig and slant, 82.6% success rate on the post, crazy high, 86.7% success rate on the dig, crazy high, and 84.6% success rate on the slant, which is really, 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 really good. So uh, all three of those routes make up about 50% of his route total. So I just, like, again, I I love what Shanahan does. You know, he's read the room and said, okay, you want to run cover two, that's fine. Um, I've got my best player running these cover two breakers. And we'll just do that. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just yeah. and we'll just do that. He's really good at that. Um, and we'll just get him going uh in, in that aspect. By the way, can I go back to the whole prospect thing? Okay, so this is a guy that played at Arizona State. Obviously, you know me, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I watch this guy play a lot. <laughs> I know I just I never understood this whole like I mean, yes, they found different weird co- collegiate creative ways to get him the football, but it's like that's I just, I never understood that. Like, just watch the guy play for like, I mean, I watched him play, you know, I don't know, six or 10 games or whatever it was. But I mean, he was running NFL routes, you know? It's not like he's running this Mickey Mouse stuff. Like, it didn't make sense. Like, has he developed as a route? Of course he has. But it's like, come on now. Like, it's not like he just went from ground zero to where he is today. He was still running a lot of those same things in college too, guys. You know, like, I just don't understand, you know, like, yeah, you can find weird, creative, collegiate ways to get a man a football, especially when he's a great athlete. Oh, by the way, can you talk about that? His after-the-catch ability and his contested catch ability. These are two areas where I was watching him play at Arizona State and just absolutely destroying my Cal Bears. I'm like, yeah, this guy's a special player. Right. So yeah, like, contested, like, right. contested catch ability. Uh, this past year, 77 
uh, 0.8% contested catch rate on 16.4% of his sample targets were a contested target. Um, I, and he's definitely a big time tackle breaker more so, more so last year, uh, in 2021, the previous season, like that was where I think him and Debo were one and two in yeah. percentage of multiple, like in, in space attempts where they broke multiple tackles. Um, this past year, Ayuk was only in space on uh, 9.1% of his routes, which is, it's not that, that it's not among the league leaders. Right. And he went down on first contact on 55%, but you know, after catch stuff can still be random and he's so physical and explosive. We know that. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a strength of his game, even though I think like last year, they're really having him do like the Julio Jones role with the Falcons in 2016, like when that offense was cooking with Shanahan, like that's the position that Ayuk is basically playing. Now you're not going to be as much like the after catch guy there, but he has that ability, right? Like if it's in a short space and he needs to break a couple tackles, he can definitely do that to like get in the end zone or get a first down, stuff like that. He's, he's, he's another guy that has like a lot of, uh, I'm not going to say he has no holes in his game, like Jamar chase, but he definitely, uh, checks a lot of boxes. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. Um, and again, I'll also bring this back too, just for a little bit of perspective too. When you run deeper routes, your ability to break tackles becomes way less. You, yeah. you know, most of the tackle breaking stuff happens um, on these slant routes, um, you know, or, or routes that are basically, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. So once you start getting down deep, obviously, I mean, just visualize it. You know, you go downfield and a guy catches the ball, he gets tackled. You know what I mean? So the top, the top three guys in terms of percentage of the routes in space in reception perception right now yeah. on the website, CD lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Juju Smith Schuster. Like these are guys who run a ton of routes out of the slot. They get those exactly. routes in space. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, so it, it, that definitely uh, makes a big difference there. Uh, it's like why people always would bring up a couple years ago, there was this weird thing on fantasy Twitter. Where it's like, is Mike Evans that good? Like, look at his yards after catch. Have you seen the routes <laughs> that Mike Evans runs? <laughs> Why, why are you even why are you even bringing up yards after catch with Mike Evans? That is yeah, the most yeah. after, after, stupid argument. After Mike Evans from the X catches a 50-yard bomb. Right. Yeah, like high-pointed uh 40-yard go route from by the way, at that point, Jameis Winston wasn't exactly uh oh yeah, let me anticipate uh the window when he's coming open on the dig route against cover two zone coverage middle of the field yeah when he catches like a 40 yard heater on a go route from the extra <laughs> position from james winston yeah he may have only gotten p- point 0.1 yeah. inch uh after the catch what a what a disappointment unbelievable well it's like that's oh my gosh what it's stupid anyways all right this show has run a little bit long but you know what it was good, great to get matt back on the horn here uh great to talk about these re- receivers yet again matt give the folks out there a little bit more of a timeline uh of data drops and all that kind of stuff and uh and oh by the way in the background uh we talked to uh qb class Derek classen last week he he's working uh he is working real hard uh to get some quarterback stats up and we're going to have that relatively soon i don't have the exact timeline I don't have an exact timeline. We want to make sure when we roll it out, it looks really good. Uh, but Matt, you got your stuff more dialed in. Uh, give the folks out there a, a little idea of what the timeline's looking like over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, hopefully if people uh, skipped over the episode last week because I wasn't on it, don't do that. Uh, go back and listen to it. Great episode with Derek Class and explaining some of what he does and um, talking about the rookie quarterbacks. But yeah, so for me, uh, going to finish this week, just again, the the. Year three to four wide receiver drop. Like I mentioned, CD Lamb should be up on the site by the time you're listening to this. T. Higgins is next. Kadarius Tony, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, Nico Collins after that. Then going to move on to like 
the actual guys that everybody thinks is the best receiver in the NFL, you know, like the, the guys that you know and love, like DK Metcalf and uh, Cooper Cup, you know, Stefan Diggs, Tyree Kill, uh, Devontae Adams, some of those massive, massive big names uh, coming next. That's the final drop that will take place just before July 4th. Um, and then after that, it'll just be kind of like throwing guys up, filling in gaps, you know, some of these year yeah. three to four players sure. um, that I didn't get to, uh, some other guys here and there. Um, should be good, man. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of guys still left to chart. Seems like, yeah, but no doubt, um, a lot of interesting, really good, fun players to chart. So that's exciting. All right, receptionperception.com. And again, if you want more context, go check out those sortable ta- uh, data tables um, as well. And, and again, uh, we encourage those folks who are discovering us for the very first time. If you would like and subscribe to the podcast. We would very much appreciate it. All right. Show has run way too long, man. We got to get the hell out of here. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you.